Hello, Mothlings. It's Wednesday here. I just wanted to give you all a little um, heads up about this episode. So, the day that we recorded this episode, for one reason or another, the paranormal activity in my house was extremely high. The spirit that seems to primarily hang around in my home, or maybe it's something that follows me specifically, I'm not sure. Anyway, it was extremely active that day. And it affected a lot of my end of the recording. And within this episode, there is actually a moment where something legitimately paranormal happened. Um, you know, a, a thing that this spirit did during the recording. Um, I left it in. This is a very much unedited episode. I did cut some of the longer silences and things like that out, but there is quite a bit of glitching, um, throughout the episode. So I just wanted to let you all be aware of that and to explain to you why, because that is not my standard for recording. And usually if we do have a very glitchy episode, I will re-record it or cut the glitch parts out. But given that this was due to a active spirit in my home, I thought that it would be kind of interesting to just leave it as is. And also... I am interested to know if any of you all listening pick up on anything from this spirit because I think there are a few moments where you can hear something, but I was a little unsure if that was just me or if it is an actual thing like that, you know, you can hear this entity at certain parts. So if you all do hear anything like that throughout this recording, I definitely want to know about it. Um... I hope that you're still interested in the episode, even though there are those glitchy moments. I think that it's very fitting for a paranormal podcast to have a actual paranormal event during an episode. So I just wanted to make it as authentic as possible. There are a few parts I did I did cut them and you may hear that, but overall I left the episode almost completely unedited, which is something I never do. Also, um, towards the end of the episode, I do mention some Thanksgiving-related movies, and for some reason, I guess maybe the spirit is not into those films, and the titles to both of those movies, you can't hear what I said, so I'm just going to tell you here in case you're interested. Uh, the two movies that I mention are Thanksgiving, which is terrible, and a movie called Pilgrims, which I've actually never watched, but it is on Hulu. So there's the titles of those movies, just in case you're looking for them. Um, but otherwise, please enjoy this episode, and if you do pick up on a spirit speaking or anything like that, uh, I really want to know about it, so uh, let us know. Otherwise, let's get to it. Thank you all. Hello, mothlings, ghouls, and creatures of the night. You must have been attracted to our light. You're listening to the Midnight Moth Podcast. I'm your host, Wednesday, from the Band Pumpkin Guts, and this is your co-ghost, the Moth Ma'am, Molly Vaughn. Hi, guys. As we continue on through November, we are traveling further into the darkness, and for our cryptid episode, we are covering the Chupacabra. Which most of you guys, I'm sure, have heard of a chupacabra but just to give you a brief explanation a chupacabra is supposed to be this creature that kind of resembles like a scaly hairless dog or coyote it's the best way i know how to describe it and it has like glowing red eyes and big sharp teeth and it preys on um animals mostly and it'll drink all of their blood yeah, so it's like the vampire. Which yeah, I think so it's like a vampire's dog or something. I think we covered, we said that. <laughs> yeah, we did. We said that in, last, in the in the ghost episode. <laughs> a vampire's dog. I need a, I need an, like a, a drawing of that. <laughs> I'm just like, I started, <laughs> I started to say Count Chocula. <laughs> 
I mean, that's like Dracula. I mean, yeah, he is. He works. <laughs> I think my mind is on food. Oh my god, my, my mind is always on food. <laughs> but like Dracula walking his little chupacabra on like a leash. Yes. Carrying it around in a little dog purse. Oh my god. Or, you know, going with the, the route that some descriptions of the chupacabra are reptilian. So if you want to go with the reptilian route, you could imagine like the chupacabra perched on the shoulder like a, um, you know, like an iguana would do. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that'd be cute. Like, also, I'm spiraling, but like, could you like imagine if you were a a veterinarian in the vampire community, and everybody had different breeds of chupacabras? Oh my god! <laughs> so you, you have would... like little tiny yappy ones, and then big giant ones. Yeah, and then like the um the hairless ones that are the like the more lizard like ones that will perch on your shoulder or like lay around your neck or whatever. <laughs> I'm just um I don't know. That just seems so funny to me. <laughs> this is Mr. Fluffy, my chupacabra. <laughs> my miniature chupacabra. Like what do you I guess like you would have to bring them to the vet for uh, the same same type of stuff you definitely want to make sure that your chupacabra has had its rabies vaccine because they're literally drinking blood so like the chances of a chupacabra can like catching rabies would be super high oh my god yeah (laughs) so uh psa to all of you vampires out there listening make sure you get your rabies shot for your chupacabras (laughs) make sure you get your chupacabra vaccines (laughs) really like that imagery though that's so funny do werewolves go to the vet or do they go to a regular doctor oh my god you know that is a question what do you guys think like (laughs) (laughs) i feel like it'd be a i don't know it's would they need to go to both maybe I don't know. Like, I guess it depends. Maybe when they're in wolf form, and then they would go to a vet, and then when they are in their human form, they would just be a regular doctor. I that is like a. Uh, that's the question. That that <laughs> is that is the question. The word chupacabra is a Spanish word that translates to goat sucker. I'm trying to remember. I didn't write down the exact way to break down the word, but I think it's like the the word means goat and cobra means sucker and so you you just put them together thankfully these vampires are not interested in humans um because it does seem that there are an abundance of them based on the amount of sightings throughout the years and they also seem to roam in packs so like i feel it that because they they do consume blood and have been known to actually have victims that could easily turn into like a crisis in a community you know oh yeah absolutely like i feel like if they were um preying on humans then you would have definitely heard about it by now because i don't feel like it should be brushed off that an animal is being found with his blood completely drained either but it definitely wouldn't be if it was a person that this happened to right yeah you know i guess really you could just put them in the in the life cycle chain or like the food chain or whatever of whatever ecosystems they're living in because they just kind of fit in with other predators like coyotes and dogs and stuff like that but yeah they uh, they seem to be closely related to some kind of like coyote or something like the way that they're said to be shaped yeah and you can actually find kind of uh I wouldn't say a lot in videos and stuff of chupacabras and pictures. And also I have uh, seen videos of the aftermath of a chupacabra feast where this one farm had goats that were, they had the puncture wounds on their necks and they were completely drained of their, of their, their blood. So it's, it's scary to think about. And also I feel like that would be something like farmers really would hate and where we don't know enough about them. I don't know how you're supposed to guard against them. I don't really know what you could do about it. You looked up some descriptions and stuff, right? Like, are they supposed to have like wings? 
So I didn't find any with wings, though. That would be kind of, that would make me think of like bats, which would make sense with the vampire thing. But in Puerto Rico and Latin America, they're more reported there to have that reptile-like appearance being like very heavy animals and about the size of uh, like a small bear with a a roll of uh, spines down the back of their neck to the base of their tail. I don't know. That sounds like a something like a gigantic iguana is what that makes me think of. (laughs) Like a giant bloodthirsty iguana. Yeah. That runs like a dog. Yeah. And in like the southwestern uh, United States, that's where more of hairless dogs are reported at. And so I guess, I I don't know, like I guess the, the ones in Mexico and Puerto Rico maybe where it's warmer there and stuff, it would be more likely that you would have those more reptilian type of And then in America, like the cooler country, cooler countries, in the, in the cooler states, you would have like the, uh, the more mammal type chupacabras. But that would also be kind of strange if you had actual, you know, like if you had one that was a mammal and one that was a reptile, they're just the confusing cryptid, I think. <laughs> well, it's like one of those things, like, people are just kind of speculating from little glimpses that they have seen. Because I think most of the photos and videos and things like that of them have been, de- de- <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> debunked. Yeah. Without actually capturing the animal and doing an exam on it. I don't know how you could actually say for sure what it is. And it kind of makes me think of how... With Sasquatch, you know, you have a lot of people who will say that Sasquatch is a bear. And a lot of other cryptids are supposed to be bears. So I feel like because of the Chupacabra's size and the way that they look, that that's an easy thing for a, like a biologist or a government official to be like, oh no, those are just coyotes with mange or those are just dogs with mange. But I don't know how you explain the way that they eat things, if that's the case. Because I don't know of any dog or coyote that simply makes a puncture wound and sucks all the blood out of something. Yeah, because coyotes and stuff, they eat, like, everything, you know? Like, they're not going to just drink the blood. They're going to eat the whole animal. Yeah. When I have come across animals, you know, we live out in the country, like we we have said a hundred times, and... I used to have a dog who I would walk through like this big open meadow type area. And when we would be walking out through there, a lot of the time we would find things that had been killed coyotes and they were usually not much there to identify what it even was. Like there was a deer that got killed out in the, in that bottom one time and within like two days the only thing that was left of that deer was like some of the ribs that's terrifying coyotes are scary oh yeah yeah that's not something i ever want to i i think they have their place and i think they deserve to to live and stuff you know but it's not something i want to come in contact with myself because they are they are vicious well, I mean, they are um, like chupacabras in that way that they also travel in packs. And pack animals are what's scary because it's like, like, if you know that about them and you see one, then you know that there's like 10 more somewhere nearby. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like you, you maybe stand a chance against just one, you know, like it would be hard off a chupacabra i think based on their description and how kind of big they're supposed to be but at least if you had a weapon on you of some sort you could maybe fight them off but if there was more than one you're probably screwed because especially in a pack you know they try to protect each other because the pack survival depends on all the members of the pack so if one of them attacks you and you attack it back the other ones are going to be on you before you even know what's going on that's so scary to think about. I know. I do not like that. The reports of the Chupacabra date all the way back to the 1970s in Puerto Rico. But since that point in time, it's been spotted as far north north as Maine and as far south as Chile. So they're kind of all over the place. And some reports 
have also came from Russia and and in the Philippines as well. So they're not just on our continent. They're, you know, across the ocean too. And imagining what type of chupacabra might live in Russia is absolutely frightening. <laughs> yeah, really, because Russia's kind of scary anyway. <laughs> yeah, and it's like these creatures are supposed to be hairless and scaly. So how is it living in where it's always cold and like below freezing most of the year what are they doing you know like that that's just frightening (laughs) i will say though it seems like the good majority of our sightings are going to come from mexico texas and puerto rico yeah i think that's where they're most prominent at and i that might honestly that might be where there are such large amounts of goat farms in those areas because that's the primary thing they they like to eat is goats they they have been known to also eat cows and stuff too but it's primarily goat and their name was actually given to them by a uh, a host of a radio show in 1995 Severo he was just, he had like a caller call in and was, that was talking about a chupacabra incident. I don't know what they called them before that, but uh, as this caller was explaining to him, I'm sorry, something weird just happened. What? My. Hang on. <laughs> Okay, well, um, <laughs> my, <laughs> my shower because, you know, I'm sitting in my bathroom recording, uh, the cloth shower curtain over on, like, the one end of it, it just kind of looked as if somebody grabbed it and pulled it back, and then it went back. Ew, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I just checked to make sure, like, in there or something, but nobody, like, Enyo's laying here on the floor, so she didn't do it. There's no cats in here. Oh, so is Enyo in there with you? Yeah. Uh, that you was... don't know like that. Would it have yeah. been, would it have been, like, air conditioner or something? Oh, like a have... vent? No, I don't have anything like that in here. There's no vents in this room, period. So, uh, that is uh, spooky, and I don't like that. Yeah, like it. Okay, like if you were to, like, you know, I've got the shower curtains closed, and then I have a cloth curtain on the front, and then there's a liner inside. And so, you know, if you you were to push in on the outside shower curtain uh, and touch the edge of the bathtub, it push the curtain in and you would see the indent of the edge of the bathtub and that's kind of what like that's kind of what happened part of the the end of the shower curtain so folded in with it like I don't know like something had a hold of it something in your house doesn't like us talking about the chupacabra I wonder why oh my god what I don't know. I just got chills though because I just I I don't know. My great great aunt, her name was Nanny. It was my mamaw Cindy's sister. Her husband, uh, or maybe it was her boyfriend, but the the man that she was with long term for most of her life was from Puerto Rico. And I actually have a letter that I found in the back of this house that was uh, from her to my mamma Cindy, where she was talking about how her husband had been in Puerto Rico visiting his family for like three weeks and uh, how much she was missing him and stuff like that. But I mean, that's a a loose tie, but there's a tie. (laughs) Did they ever live in that house? No, they never lived here. They they visited here, and I have still got that letter back there and other probably other stuff, honestly, that she sent to my mamaw Cindy. That's spooky. Let's see if anything else happens. Okay. 
That was so weird. I... We should leave that in. Yeah, I probably. I yeah, I will. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! I had a ghost encounter while we were recording this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you, you all get to hear my live ghost encounter. <laughs> Oh my god! What if I will cut? I will definitely cut this part out, though. If I, if nothing, but like, what if when I'm listening back to this to edit it and stuff? What if it picked up something? I will say that the whole time we've been recording, it sounds like it's been like buggy, but okay, like buggy, like uh, has like my... your voice gets distorted. Okay, I don't like that when that happens. That's very, uh, electronics, you know, are very receptive to ghosts and stuff like that. So, um, I always get freaked out whenever, and, and you know what, honestly, I've noticed that when I have to record in my bathroom, I always have sound issues when, when I like listen back, there's always stuff that I have to fix or like entire sentences that will be that and that almost only happens when I record in here well it's like just now I've done it again something doesn't like me recording in here I can't record anywhere else though the dogs are too loud oh lord okay it's fine we'll try to just keep going and I'll fix whatever I guess (laughs) where was I even at well, you guys got to hear some uh, live spooky spookiness <laughs> from Wednesday's bathroom. <laughs> and now you all know that I record in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't always record in my bathroom. I only have to whenever it's too warm for the dogs to go out in the yard, so <laughs> but I'm I'm I don't know. That was just so weird and uh hopefully nothing else happens and you all found that interesting cuz I definitely uh think it it fits with our podcast. I just can't believe that it would happen when about something as weird as the chupacabra and something else. <laughs> See like right now it's doing that like a lot like you're being like super distorted like every few seconds. Oh my like should it did I, it just now. Should I not be talking about the chupacabra? I don't understand what. Maybe that guy like had a family member that got killed by the chupacabra. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weird thing for them to be like tore up about. I know. Um, I know the last thing I was talking about was Severo Perez uh, giving that name to the chupacabra. The only other stuff, really, I guess, like, the main things before that I wanted to talk about before we get into the side is um, that these creatures, and we kind of said this already, I guess, but these creatures are known to consume their prey at night, and so they're believed to be nocturnal. Which is what kind of ties us into it being a uh, our cryptid for this month, because it's nocturnal and it's primarily, like, hunting at nighttime. Right, and we where we did like an a uh, an information I almost said a uh, an episode <laughs> an episode about vampires just like two months ago. I didn't want to do just straight up vampires in in this month as well because I felt like that was too close to cover those. Th- um, you know, we just because vampires I know are the the main cryptid that anybody thinks about when they're thinking about time and stuff like that so the chupacabra was just the next best thing to a vampire in my opinion (laughs) the vampire's dog yeah the vampire companion so as wednesday was saying we have like tons and tons of sightings and stuff dating all the way back to like the 1970s is when they uh first started to seem like they were like appearing pretty frequently some of these sightings don't have exact dates they just say like mid 70s early 70s whatever i have like a huge list i can't remember the website that this came from right now guys but i will get up with wednesday so that we can put a link to it 
in the description of this episode later because uh, I do have it saved. But but this site had a like extremely extensive list of sightings, and um, there's one that's from the early 1970s in Brownsville, Texas, and a rancher found a one of his bulls dead with no blood around it it was completely drained of blood and there were no tracks that's unsettling and then there was another one in the mid-70s in rio grande valley in south texas and people reported sightings of what may have been a condor linked to a rash of mutilated cattle but they don't know that that's exactly what it was because all the blood was removed to the very last drop from all of these cattle so those are ones that maybe had wings right well they speculated that that second one might have been a condor but they don't know because i don't do condors is that something that they do do they just suck blood or do i thought they ate things yeah i thought so too like that seems unusual that they would just it would just i don't know of very many animals that blood uh, stuff like the main things that i think of are spiders and some bats and that's about it like everything else like consumes the body and the the flesh and stuff you know they don't just drink the blood so even spiders like i don't think that they just drink the blood i think they just drink out all the insides yeah their uh saliva has acid in it that turns the inside of other bugs into like mush and they suck it all out <laughs> there's some silence Love for that. you <laughs> oh. but uh anyway moving right along here in uh 1994 in puerto rico a woman reported finding about six what she called little graves under one of her beds and she chased them out of her house with a broom her name was joyce murphy well that makes me think of aliens like little babies one of those chupacabras like nested under the bed and like laid its little eggs or had its litter or whatever they do oh little baby eggs. chupacabras <laughs> what year did you say that one happened in 1994 okay so maybe she called them that because that was pre-chupacabra term yeah that's fair when when did you say that it was called a chupacabra 1995 oh okay well our next ones are from 95 there's several from 95 in march on march 11th of 1995 and um i'm gonna butcher this guys as i do um oracovis there were eight sheep (laughs) that's that's close enough yeah uh there were eight sheep found dead the animals had three strange marks or puncture holes in the chest and were described as completely drained of blood and then in August of 1995, in Can- Canvanis, Puerto Rico, chupacabras were being blamed for the death of about 150 animals. Oh, wow. November 19th of 1995, still in Puerto Rico, the chupacabra is blamed in the deaths of dozens of turkeys, rabbits, goats, cats, dogs, and even horses and cows, said to have ripped open the bedroom window of a house in the north central city of Cagas destroyed a stuffed teddy bear and left a puddle of slime and a piece of rancid white meat on the windowsill it had hairy arms and huge red eyes in another attack it came at about 7 a.m it just showed up and poof vanished weird okay on november 19th of 1995 there were 35 uh sightings within a three-month period it says, uh, again, in Puerto Rico, a resident saw it one afternoon in his backyard when it came out of the brush and bit the family dog. He said, I think it belongs to the monkey family, but it isn't a monkey exactly. He said it ran like a monkey and was about four feet tall, but it didn't have a tail. That's a that's a very weird thing to even like imagine, I feel and then december 7th of that same year still in puerto rico there were several reports of unusual bloodless deaths of people's chickens and cows december 14th several caged rabbits were found dead with holes in their neck 
area without a drop of blood. Other rabbits had just disappeared. Inside the rabbit cage was a track with a three-toed claw. So that makes me go back to a bird. All right, so reaching the end of 1995, chupacabras have been thought to be responsible for at least a thousand killings of goats, sheep, cattle, chickens, and other animals. There are many eyewitness accounts. The creature is four to six feet tall, walks upright, is not humanoid, but has large oval alien-like eyes. And December 18th, we have two different sightings from two different people both still in Puerto Rico. Animals died as the result of a single puncture mark found on some part of the body, which apparently drained them of their blood. There is a photo, which it this site doesn't have the photo. I would have to find it. But it says that they've got a photo of a Siamese cat with a puncture mark through its skull. At the end of 95, there is a local tabloid of Ocero echoed the possibility that giant vampire bats had infiltrated the island in cargo shipments proceeding from South America. Normal-sized bats are fairly common in the Caribbean. So, at this point, they're, like, just trying to find, like, an actual, like, reason for all this. So, they're thinking maybe, like, a bunch of vampire bats have been getting all of these animals. Which, I mean, I guess that's a possibility. But also, like, so many people have, like, you know, witnessed this creature. Right. Which obviously 100% does not sound like a bat. That one guy described it as a monkey. Yeah. A lot of these, mind you guys, happened in 1995, it seems like. They're just like crazy amounts of sightings from 1995. Right. So December 21st, 1995, and just a um, little warning here, guys. This one is pretty gross. This one's pretty gruesome. There was a pregnant heifer that was found dead with her right ear missing Hide cut from her face, the tongue cut lengthwise across the top of the teeth, all four teeth removed, leaving black circles on the surface of the udder, and the rectum and vagina cut cut out in a neat keyhole cut, and no blood was at any of these incisions or on the ground, and she was completely drained of blood. So whatever did that took her blood first then right had to have i guess if there wasn't any like blood anywhere on the ground or anything it says yeah all right and then december 26 there were two more encounters still in 1995 guys still in puerto rico (laughs) (laughs) the first one a woman heard strange noises in her house and her dog was barking found her Siamese cat dead with its genitals removed Two guinea pig hens with their throats slit and a chicken with perforations and four ducks and four rabbits dead inside their cages. Which them being like mutilated and stuff, I'm wondering if that's still a chupacabra or not. Because I feel like the chupacabras are just like draining blood. This sounds like like alien. Yeah. Well, uh, when we get uh, done with the sightings, we'll talk about some theories because I have some. I ha- I have some theories. <laughs> All right, and then also on December 26th, um, a farmer found 11 of his goats dead. Which is like, I guess, like the main kind of stories that circulate are the ones about the goats. January 4th, 1996, and now we're kind of going into America with this. Um, Isabella County, Michigan, eight calves frozen and dead. Two were skinned of their hide from head to hooves. Six were skinned of all their hide from neck to hooves. All were black and white Holsteins and about a week old. And then also on that day, Klamath Falls, Oregon, one week old calf found dead and mutilated. Right ear had been cut off and the entire skull had been removed. So again, with the right ear, like I don't know what significance that has because that happened to one of the other ones. Okay, the last one that I'm going to mention here, guys, is from uh, May 9th of 1996. Because, like I said, there's just, like, a stupid amount of sightings and stuff. And I've also got a a, a short story about one, too, that I'm going to read to you guys. But this was the Espinoza family. Uh, This was May 9th, 1996, around 2 a.m. A front door was open, and a creature was seen three to four feet high with scaly skin, clawed hands, red eyes, and a row of spines from the skullcap down the back. The creature mumbled and gestured. The seven-year-old boy in the house said that the creature stood on his 
bed and briefly on his chest. Both the older and younger Espinosa family members described a smell of a wet dog. Ew. So there's just like tons and tons and tons of people who have seen this creature. So it's almost like impossible for this to not be a thing. Yeah. And those are all kind of older sightings. There are some that have been a lot more recent. Like this one is from 2017 from Victoria, Texas. On Highway 185 and Guadalupe Road in Texas, in Victoria, Texas, a resident reportedly spotted a chupacabra. Following the tip of a Crossroads Today viewer, the news station went to the local to the location and found an animal lying on the side of the road it had the paws of a dog but the body of a hyena and then march of 2017 in Olancho, honduras which i'm not 100 percent where honduras is do you do you know is it in is it in mexico or new mexico i'm not for sure you guys let us know because we're like <laughs> <laughs> but um residents of los agujas uh worried after finding a dead bull without eyes or a tongue according to la tribuna which i'm assuming is like one of their like local papers residents saw an ugly white animal prowling the pastures believed to be the chupacabra well that's just rude (laughs) it's (laughs) ugly and white that's just a just a brief summary of all the sightings there is just tons and tons there are gigantic lists of sightings yeah like i feel that we you know we were talking about this before we started the episode um but i feel that this is probably most well-known cryptid and most well like documented and cited cryptid right after sasquatch like this thing rivals sasquatch in my opinion Oh, yeah, for sure. Because there, like I said, there has to be some kind of creature that is doing this. And I don't think that it's bats. No. Especially the mutilation and things like that. And some people have even said that they've um, seen lots in the sky and things like that before things like this happen. So a lot of people speculate that it is some sort of alien. There are a number of things that could be happening here. And... You know, because there, there's just, I don't, there's a lot of things in the paranormal world difficult to explain. And some things are not cut and dry. Like, uh, to me, Sasquatch, for instance, is very much some type of like an animal or like a primate or something. Creatures like Mothman, who could be a physical being or could be an interdimensional being. And I think that maybe we have some kind of mixture of that with this. But the so the Chupacabra obviously is of some sort. Like there's not just one of them, there's a whole bunch of them. And one of the things I wonder about though is you've got the chupacabra who is some type of an animal and then you have who have become afraid of them and so since people um, these beings that are from like you know uh, like some type of demonic being or spiritual being is type of what these people are afraid of and becoming a, a an evil chupacabra. I mean, that's very possible. I do think that there is definitely something because, like, there's just, there's way too much evidence. You know what I mean? Like, and it's so hard to, like, scientifically explain, like, what other kind of animal would be doing this to these animals, especially, like, like, yeah, you can maybe kind of say, like, but would one vampire bat be able to drain the blood of an entire cow or bull by itself? No. no way. You wouldn't think. Big. They're pretty small. And yeah. most of these animals only have like one set of puncture wounds. And what's weird is a lot of them have three puncture wounds, like three teeth. Yeah, so it's definitely something like we're not used to seeing um because that would in that would indicate that it has also a large fang on the bottom jaw as well 
So I don't know. I mean, I like the the idea of uh, an alien or an interdimensional being makes sense with the chupacabra. Um, whether you know they're creatures that are like the Mothman opinion like the Mothman did and got what they needed and then left or that or maybe that some of them here as some type of an experiment or something I mean I don't know what aliens do you know like that could definitely be they just drop some random weird animals off here and we're like let's see what happens (laughs) well I mean humans stupid garbage like that it wouldn't be the craziest thing Right, so, uh, so uh, another thought that I had, and this goes with my th- my about the demon thing, the 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 times with the weird mutilations and dismemberments that be like a cult where some people who are wanting to see us. A- chupacabra or believe the chupacabra is some kind of a demonic entity they are performing these ritualistic um killings and that could go with like why the right ear is missing of two different things like maybe that is a specific thing that they need and summon the chupacabra now i've not like personally read about any cults that were like worship the chupacabra or whatever but i'm willing to bet that they're out there (laughs) yeah well i mean you have like vampire cults and stuff you know like people who want to be vampires or want to summon a vampire or something like that so i don't think it's too far-fetched to be like well maybe there's a group of people who feel that way about the chupacabra you know but it definitely doesn't feel like some of these attacks were by an animal or at least like none that you know we are aware of you know what i mean because like some of the the mutilations were very precise yeah and that's what's creepy so it was either a person who did those or some kind of interdimensional thing because like there's no way that an animal would make like you know exact circular marks yeah and things like that on an animal so, I mean, and, you know, also, too, it could be an occult thing as well. Necessarily trying to summon a chupacabra, but they did these things and knew that it would get blamed on the chupacabra. So they basically used it as a as a cover up for themselves. Yeah, because um, from what I could tell, most of those mutilations and stuff like that happened in um, 95 and 96, which is primarily when the chupacabra was like super popular and stuff yeah so i mean that's i think i didn't i don't think i finished that thought earlier because of what happened but like uh that radio host the reason he ended up giving the name to the chupacabra was because somebody called in and was telling him about the goat mutilations or whatever and he ended up calling whatever was doing it by that name as kind of honestly kind of like a joke but it stuck which of course when you when i because i didn't know what that word translated into so like i've just always heard chupacabra and been like oh creepy scary but like when you know that it translates into goat sucker that's actually kind of funny (laughs) it is yeah i thought so too because i didn't know that either so what do you guys think? Like, is there anybody out there that's like big believers in the chupacabra? Do you think it's all just like a big hoax? Do you think that they're aliens? Do you think that they're, you know, it's just big giant vampire bat? Is there anybody out there listening who this is your favorite cryptid? Because I don't think I've ever met anybody who told me their favorite cryptid was the chupacabra. That's not really one that you see a lot of merch and stuff of, to be fair. Yeah. I wonder I don't know. I wonder why. Like, I didn't really see anything about them being, like, bad luck or anything like that. So, I mean, clearly you don't want them around, but you know what I mean. Like, I didn't see anything that was, <laughs> I didn't see anything that was like, oh, don't say their name because they'll they'll show up or, you know, anything like that. So, also, I, before we bring this episode to a close, I just wanted to mention that 
uh, and this is kind of funny given like some of the theories I was just thinking about, but the day that this episode is coming out, uh, November 18th, is actually a cult day. So that is, it, it is the day to uh, celebrate the occult, if you want to call it that, or just, you know, recognize that it exists. <laughs> So there's there's that that uh weird paranormal holiday going on today. Well, if we see any uh random chupacabra things in the news that day, then you know we'll know that some of it is definitely linked to that. Yes. And also too, for those of you here in America, uh this upcoming week will be Thanksgiving, which uh I don't really necessarily like how that holiday started, but it's always a good idea to get show appreciation for the people around you that you love and care about and like we were talking about in one of our other episodes we both really really love desserts and things like that so if you guys would like to send us pictures of your uh banana pudding or pumpkin (laughs) or pumpkin or you know those kind of things please feel free to do that (laughs) if you guys got any good dessert recipes you'd like to share and see us making our friends giving then uh send those our way too because we'll definitely do it Oh my God! Yes, please do. I'll I'll, I'll use your recipe. <laughs> now I uh, I I've never had a reason to say this on the show before, but I don't eat meat. Send me any pictures of like your turkeys or anything. I'm sorry. I understand that you will probably be proud of it if you made it, but like I don't, I don't want to see that. You can send it to Molly. You can send she, it to me. That's fine. <laughs> she eats turkey, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a ham person, but. <laughs> i'll show appreciation if you have a nice looking turkey (laughs) but uh also we had some vegan meatballs for friendsgiving last year oh yeah yeah Mm. (laughs) i love a i love a vegan meatball (laughs) Uh, i guess it would be a meatless ball but that what would you call a plant ball (laughs) a plant ball veggie ball Veggie ball. <laughs> it just sounds weird. I don't know. It makes me feel like I'm going to take like some lettuce and ball it up. Ew. Fried. Yeah, that's- <laughs> Love Thanksgiving and stuff. I do want to take this time to say that we are very thankful for all of our fans. We appreciate you all so much. I, I try to mention this every, you know, every episode, but I uh, just kind of want to say it a little bit because of um trying to show gratitude this month and things like that so we we love our fan base love you guys so much we appreciate every listen that we get every interaction we get on our social media accounts our messages that we get from you guys all of that stuff it just means so much to us and we are so thankful that there are some you know there's mothlings out there who like to share with us about these weird paranormal kind of things. And I don't know. I'm just, I feel like you guys are like a, a little fan for us. Yeah, we love you guys. We are so thankful for you guys. We do also love to hear from you guys. And we're going to tell you our big list of links as we do. Yeah, if uh, if you have a story or a picture or anything like that that you would like to send to us about this episode or anything else you can send that stuff to the midnight moth podcast at gmail.com you can find us on instagram at the midnight moth podcast and you can find us on facebook at the midnight moth podcast you can also find us on twitter at midnight moth pod and you can find molly over on her instagram account yeah you guys can find me at tmm underscore co co ghost <laughs> <laughs> I like choked on my spit. Oh no! <laughs> but again, as always, I love to hear from you guys. And uh, like I said, right now, I would love to see pictures of your guys's whatever kind of dinner you're having. I just think it'd be nice to have a dinner, even if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Just have a big, nice, you know, family friends giving. And uh, send us pictures of that. Send us your, you know, your favorite recipes what have you and we'll definitely uh, incorporate that into our dinners this week yeah yeah and if um by some chance you have some sort of a paranormal related story that has happened at thanksgiving 
feel free to share that with us too. I'm sure they're out there. I don't know. Um, that would be also, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I would love to hear it if you have like a, you know, a ghost turkey or. <laughs> <laughs> getting haunted by your turkey oh my god oh and also i just want to throw this out there for you guys as well if you're a kind of person who likes to watch some movies pertaining to whatever's going on there are a few thanksgiving related horror movies one of them is uh god awful and i'm not you watch that but uh it does exist if you want to watch the most ridiculous trash ever of a a killer turkey and then also there is a movie on hulu that's called that is a a horror movie about zombie pilgrims oh my god There may be more, but those are the top two that I'm aware of. We didn't go that route this month, guys. Uh, But as we've already mentioned, next week we will be covering The Darkness Falls. So if you guys are interested in watching that before we cover it, right now you can still find it on Tubi for free. Hopefully it's still free by the time that this releases. (laughs) But it is actually a very good, scary movie. Um, so on Vudu for free if you watch it with ads, which I know nobody wants to do that, but if it means you don't have to I mean, pay, you know what you gotta do. Yeah, if it means you don't have to pay three dollars to watch a movie that you don't know if you're gonna like or not, then uh, you know it's worth it. <laughs> but um, again, we uh, we appreciate you all. We thank you so much for listening, and uh, please share this podcast with anybody that you know who would enjoy it. Who you know anybody in your life who likes paranormal stuff, and give us a rating and a review wherever you're listening at because those things help other people find our podcast. And we will be right back here next week with a brand new episode. So until then, we'll keep the laner burning for you.